welcome to Don't Tell Mama, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't, Don't Tell Mama. has started. Weddings in the South are definitely an event, especially if you have a big family. The modern Southern wedding, however, has come far from the large hoop skirts and puffy sleeves. So today we are going to talk about Southern wedding traditions. We're going to spill the tea on some of our wedding etiquette pet peeves, and we'll also kind of talk to you guys about our weddings because we've all, we all three had pretty, um, different kinds of weddings, which is kind of cool. I, I love weddings. I personally enjoy going to them. Um, I don't know about you guys. I love being a guest. I really love being a guest at weddings. <laughs> yeah, me too. There's been a few times actually like over the years recently where my friends are like, oh, I'm having a small wedding. I'm not doing any bridesmaids. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, It's a lot of work to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> it really, really is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a lot of work and sometimes a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually one of the reasons that I chose to have only two bridesmaids. I had Mandy and Katie here um, because it was one of those things like we're either going to have two bridesmaids or I'm going to have 10 bridesmaids because I can't stop after that kind of thing. So as opposed to having the, I would say, more traditional like 15 bridesmaids on and groomsmen, you know, large wedding party. Um, that's that is one thing. All of our well, you no, know, maybe actually you had a I had five. Yeah, you had five. Oh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, My especially had for a the, bunch too. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's one of the traditions I flouted, I guess. <laughs> Other than that, my wedding was um, pretty traditional. I would say, you know, it was a I definitely got married from the Gulf a, Coast. Yeah, I got married in a church. Um, We had about 180 guests, so not, I mean, pretty large comparably, but um, not like the biggest I've ever heard of, you know. It was a gorgeous wedding, church on the beach, like, yeah, yeah, really lovely. It was lovely venue. And then we had, um, we got it catered. My dad's band played. We had shrimp and grits, which was great. Um, (laughs) I know mine had that hot crab dip. Oh, oh, rooms. Oh, so good. Oh, my gosh. So good. Yes. My mouth is watering thinking of that crab dip. Uh, I was going to say yours was really lovely, Mandy, in pictures. I, I wasn't a part of it, but I, I really loved the um, style you went for, and uh, it was really beautiful. Mine was a little smaller than Leah's. I think I had like 125 guests total. Yeah. I don't know. And actually, my attendance rate of people I sent wedding invitations to was pretty high. All the chairs were full in the front of the venue. So yeah, mm-hmm. I had my wedding at a historic home, which is another good Southern way to do it. Yeah. So we got married on the front lawn and then had the reception inside of the wedding house in downtown oh, Biloxi. Lovely. I, I went for non-traditional and had a super like a T90 wedding, uh, destination wedding uh, in hell. <laughs> and we, uh, we got married uh, in this itty bitty chapel and didn't even have room for a party, a wedding party of a sort. So, but it was lovely. It was perfect for us. And then we threw a big reception after and my 
you know, mom got to enjoy the creation of that, right? And, yeah. you know, doing the more traditional. So she got, she got what she wanted. And, <laughs> and I got, I think we all were happy at the end of it, but. And we had Popeye's chicken, Popeye's chicken at, at my wedding reception. So that was, that's pretty Southern, I'd say. A little modern in terms of the, the casualness of Popeye's, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was super fun. Yeah, me and Ed talked about a destination wedding, but just the the logistics of it and the price tag was just way too high. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. what we could pay. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I had a very my colors were pretty southern. I had navy and seersucker. So all the the guys were like navy suits and the two of you were beautiful navy brides dressed by bridesmaids dresses oh my gosh y'all can't talk this morning um but then I had accents of seersucker a lady that I worked with at the time she could sew and so she helped make really pretty um seersucker runners for all of the tables and everything it was like a light blue seersucker it was great I loved it and then the one thing that went wrong at my wedding because there's always that one thing right that goes wrong I was supposed to have light pink peonies and like a dark pink peony and when my mother-in-law picked up the bouquets, she walks into the, the hairdressers and she looks at me and she goes, don't freak out. <laughs> but I don't think this is right. And she shows me the bouquets and they're light pink and like this blood red, like this deep, dark blood red. Like for a winter wedding? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like for a winter wedding. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like not a person that was going to be super bridezilla or anything like that. That was one of my goals. And I totally went bridezilla on that florist. I was like, um, this is not what I ordered. And in my head, I'm thinking who in the world would think this was normal? Why wouldn't you call and make sure that this was what was ordered? You know what I mean? And I had the original order still, and it said the right colors. So somewhere along the line, something got mixed up, but she just ended up having to take all of the red ones out essentially. Cause like even some of the boutonnieres were red. So she had to make some of those really quickly. And we ended up having to use the, the red ones on the cake, which was the only place we had to use them. So at least in most of the pictures, you know, the red and the pink were never together. So it didn't, it didn't mess with me like too much. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't like a Victoria's Secret holiday theme. Like, <laughs> I know. I, re- I remember because we brought, we sent Cora down with you to handle yep. business. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me and Katie are not the people to handle certain situations. And that is non confrontational. <laughs> now, I do have a confrontational streak, but it's more in like, if someone was like bullying you or something like that. Yeah. And I would like, there would be heels thrown off and there might be like a five foot two Mandy, like on your back, (laughs) like a bar situation. But, but, but Cora, I feel like was the perfect person with tact, but also the amount of like, you know, like Southern mama fear better be fixed. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think she handled it very professionally. (laughs) She's, she's definitely the one you want in your corner. If something's, if you need somebody to like throw down, she's the one you want in your corner. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What about you, Mandy? So mine, we were just worried because I got married at the end of September. One thing we were thought about doing was just being like, all right, it's going to be quick. A Methodist. Yeah. (laughs) It's quick. We're like, I guess we don't have to have chairs in our, our pastor who did it. The service was like, you have to have chairs because people will fall out because it's so hot. Mm. 
So we were worried that we were going to bake, but it was okay. It was warm, but it wasn't too bad. I don't remember it being super bad. That's yeah, good. That was one concern we had. And then weather, you know, you know, weather issues, of course, when you have an outside component to a wedding is always a risk in the South, no always. matter when your wedding is. So yeah, we were lucky. Uh, yeah, everything was fine. We had brooms cater and it was delicious and a Sunday afternoon. So we didn't do alcohol to save money because me and Ed forked out the money ourselves for the wedding. So <laughs> We just, you know, did it that way. And the way we chose the wedding date was, for one, the venue was $1,000 cheaper on a Sunday. And for two, we got married on my grandparents' wedding anniversary. So oh, I love that. So we chose their wedding anniversary. And then they have friends who um, were married on that same day, too. Lovely. So we felt like it was a good, a good choice. I love that. Brady and I got married on a Black Friday. And what I really loved was that the day before we were able to have a Thanksgiving wedding dinner. So the oh, night before, dinner. right? Yeah, rehearsal dinner. And then our weather held out till everyone left. Then it snowed. So I think the only flub that like like pops up in my mind is my dad. He he rented a car to drive around and he got a flat. Was it the day before or the day of? So the day before. Yeah, y'all had to deal with that. And that was like that was really unfortunate. But no, I lied. It was the day of. It was the day of, I think. That's yeah. what I thought. Because I remember I remember him having to be like, no, uh, there's a wedding. My daughter is getting married. Like he was like, you better get a tire on this car quick. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Katie, that you need to tell the story about um, why you got married slash how you ended up getting married in Helm, Michigan. That's oh, okay. why she was worried about snow. That's a story right there. <laughs> so let's digress, right, all the way back. Um, so when we were deciding whether we wanted to get married or not, because honestly, we're just like a free-form couple enjoying, you know, life and enjoying where we were at the time. And I, I told, I was jokingly, telling him that I would get married to him when hell froze over. So we found, or I heard that there was a venue in Hell, Michigan, which is an actual tiny little city in Michigan. And when I say tiny, I mean like this is podunk Southern tiny, like once, you know, like a few stoplights and stuff. <laughs> so, so when I heard that this was a, a, a possibility that I could actually get married in hell and it was Michigan. So there was a possibility that it could actually freeze over. I had to, I had to. So I told him the idea and we were hooked. We were hooked right away. And so I thanked the person who told me at work about this city that wasn't even on my radar called hell Michigan. So, <laughs> and that's why I stuck with it. And uh, yeah, it was fantastic. And, and Brady and I always have traditions on Black Friday to go Black Friday shopping. It's like a, a, a crazy thing we do and enjoy. So that day meant something to us. Uh, and so that was a thing. And it's also, it's such a family time of year, right? So Thanksgiving happens and, you know, it, and usually your family is together anyway. So we found that to be right for us. This is how untraditional this, these two are, okay, y'all? I get a call in, like, late <laughs> August oh, saying no. that they've been engaged for over a month now. And she's, like, just now telling me. And she's, like, oh, and by the way, we've already planned the wedding. It's the day after Thanksgiving in hell. So, <laughs> and it was, like, my mom, my dad, and I, and we all rented this tiny little cabin. My husband was, like, editing his thesis that week so he was like he couldn't make graduate. it he was like I'm not leaving sorry so I literally flew out on Thanksgiving day and 
flew back to Arizona like the next like Sunday or something. A day or two. Yeah. Just a couple days later. Exactly. It was a whirlwind trip. She had her wedding party was her bunnies. It's all we had room for. So we at one point during the ceremony, we pick up the rabbits, you know, and they're freezing and we're just cuddling them. And (laughs) we, we try, we're trying to fumble with the rings because we have rabbits in our arms. It was it was a process, but it, it's it's all like it just every memory I have is fantastic of it. So it I, you know it was wonderful. And on my end, I'm getting calls from both of our parents like, "What's going on? I don't understand." <laughs> my dad's like, "Do you is this what they really is she really wants?" My mom, my poor Catholic mom, is like, "How do I tell my friends and family <laughs> that my daughter is getting married in hell?" <laughs> I'm glad you're calling me like what do I do you got married in Michigan you didn't get married in hell exactly Exactly. I was like mama they got married in a little town outside Ann Arbor Michigan in a precious chapel too precious little chapel (laughs) (laughs) there was no like images of Satan anywhere it was like unless you went into the gift shop (laughs) (laughs) exactly it was a cute little chapel I did not point out the black roses on the wall behind to my mother And, and you snuck in right before the pandemic. So if you had decided to have a bigger wedding and like put it off and, and wait even, you know, a few more months, it wouldn't have happened. That would have been a no go. So in a way, the smaller wedding can kind of like, you can design a smaller wedding quicker, right? And uh, less people, less schedules to deal with. So you can kind of make it happen quicker. Uh, Large weddings have years of planning sometimes. So, so yeah, that worked out really well for us too. It was definitely a process telling the parents. I remember having to sit down with my dad. Like, he was like, are you just making fun of this whole thing? (laughs) The institution of marriage, Katie, come on. (laughs) I know, I know. I was like, if it's not going to be fun, then I'm not going to do it. Like, there's just no way. So we had to do it our way. And I think that the good compromise for for Mama, who um, so we gave her free reign for the reception and was able to, you know, her needs were filled. I I hope. Yes. <laughs> she got a wedding cake. She got to have you cut the cake. She had some music playing. You know, it was great. We had we decorated. We had to throw a bunch of Christmas like large Christmas trees out the, <laughs> not really out, but like hide them somewhere in like the back room of the the venue that we had and. That was already decorated for like Christmas. So (laughs) that was hilarious. This is like 20 foot tall Christmas tree. It could have been like a Hallmark movie. You should. Oh my God. That's so true. Get like a fur muff. (laughs) My Christmas wedding. I did. I wore um. I wore a fur coat because it's like the only time of the year in Mississippi that you could wear a fur coat. <laughs> it's faux, faux. Yeah, there were Christmas lights, so we didn't have to decorate the outside of the building whatsoever. We just brought the famous uh, chalkboard sign and put a little, you know, message on that. We have to tell the story about the chalkboard sign that's gotten so much use over the years. <laughs> So our chalkboard sign has been used for all major events in like the past eight years, at least. My, mm-hmm. my mother-in-law dumpster dove for a plastic frame, but it looks like a fancy gold frame, but it's plastic, like from a kid's toy or something. And Ed mounted it to something to make it like a stand-up sign and painted it with chalkboard paint. We use it for everything. Yep. Yeah. All your parties, all your <laughs> showers, yep, everything. everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so within this group, what's really interesting is we've had a big 
wedding, a medium-sized wedding, and a, a small wedding. And so we, we have like experiences with all of those, which is kind of cool. We yeah. all waited a long time to get married too, because me and Ed yeah. have been together 10 years before yeah. we got married. We were together eight years before we got married. I think nine years. Yeah, we were together nine nine years before we got married. Nine. So when we're talking about wedding etiquette, which y'all, I get more fired up about wedding etiquette than I do politics. <laughs> it's so true. So I get real into like the nitty gritty of this. <laughs> same with me. Same with me. Manny and I, so, we become such gossips when it comes to like wedding etiquette y'all so um <laughs> now your dress could come from walmart we're not gonna say shit oh no yeah but it has nothing to do with the cost of the wedding let me be the first to say i know nothing about wedding etiquette if it weren't for leah and mandy and my mom too but <laughs> <laughs> that's where i got all my all of my knowledge from my mom sent me to like etiquette classes when i was younger katie and i both went to white white gloves and party manners and it was yes it was at Gafers in the mall. Bye. <laughs> we got our, we got at the end of that, we got our coupon to Gafers. We could, we could buy our little outfits and then we had a fashion show and <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, but great. yeah, so, so y'all help me out here. I need to know what are the do's and don'ts. So here we go. What are the do's and don'ts of wedding etiquette? So there's two, it's two parts. We, we broke this into two parts. There's etiquette for guests and etiquette for, we're going to say the bride, because let's be real, the bride or the bride, the mother of the bride plans the wedding. Generally, right. yes. Let's be real. Generally. So we're just going to say brides is an overall concept, whether or not you have two brides or whatever. So one thing that I always have, I found recently I was kind of off on was whether or not you bring a gift to a wedding shower and to the reception. And technically you're supposed to bring a gift to both, which I didn't think. I thought once you got a gift to one or the other, you were covered for the whole wedding event for that couple. Yeah, I thought so too. But I think it's like however many invitations technically. Now, mm. I'm not it, a big stickler for this one. Like this would not be either. a pet peeve. I don't, to me, weddings and showers and things are not all about the gifts there. To me, it's like family reunions, getting everybody together, people you haven't seen in a mm -hmm. long time. Yeah, eating some good food, some good cake. And also one person, when I read an article about it, said it doesn't matter like the cost of the gift either. So if you bring a really nice appliance to the wedding shower, for example, you could bring them like a little something, a hand-painted sign or something to the, the wedding. Like a, a cute bottle of champagne or something. Yeah. 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 Something like that. So it's not um, so, so ironclad. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I did for your shower. Actually. I think I just, I bought y'all like a bottle of champagne or something like that and then bought, brought the actual gift to the wedding. Well, that's good to know. Kitchen mm -hmm. towels are always a good thing too. Those are always, I got so many kitchen towels and I've used all of them, y'all, every single one of them. That's always an easy one to find a cute kitchen towel and bring that. Or like a little gift card for a date, like a $20 Starbucks gift card or something. Oh, that's a good you idea. Know, and a card would be a good little something to bring. So that's something I was wrong on. But I really, like you said, I don't think this is used too intensely. You know, it's not too stringent. <laughs> yeah, I agree. What is one of the, the like most use, surprisingly useful or surprisingly best gift that you received at your wedding? Um, Probably the crawfish pot and burner or the burner oh, for the crawfish yeah, pot. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, Jared and Jessica gave us that one. And that's then, a really good um, one. 
another gift I got a couple of my cousins went in together on, which we still have is a combo because Jared Jessica got this at their wedding mm-hmm. and I put one on our registry. It was a combo blender and food processor. Ooh, so you can put the, like, you can use it for both. It's yeah. the same stand and then two different fittings. I registered for sheets that were more expensive than I would buy for myself. And that, those were some of the best gifts I ever received because honestly, I love our sheets so much and good sheets. Like how, think about how much time you spend in, in your, in your bed, you know, it's like yeah. almost half your life, right? You're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're getting enough. If you're getting enough sleep, that is, I mean, I'm not going to generally spend like a hundred dollars on a set of sheets, but you know what? Your great aunt will, you know what I mean? <laughs> Or a few so people like, can go in together. Yeah, sheets. People like buying sheets off of registries because they're very useful. And honestly, like it, they're really, really nice. And I, I really appreciated those a lot. And I'm trying to think of something else that I got that was really, really good. Oh, you know what? Mandy's husband, Ed, gave us a toolbox full of really nice tools. And we use that weekly. We use it yep. weekly. It was an amazing gift and well, not, it was, it was from both of y'all. I know that, but <laughs> yeah, Ed put that one together. <laughs> yeah, he put it together. It was such a great idea. That would be a really good, if you have a big group of friends and you're trying to figure out like what to do for a person, like everybody get them a tool and mm-hmm. like just go in together on that. That would be really great. Yeah. For a new couple moving into a new apartment, you know, that there's always going to be things that uh, need uh, repair. So that's pretty great. That's a great, useful gift. Yeah, another one we should talk about right now while we're on the subject of registries and etiquette for guests, should you get stuff off the registry? So I think registries can be extremely useful, but honestly, sometimes it's just really fun to buy them something that you see, you know, out and about that you think that they might like. So I think that using it as a guideline to see kind of, okay, well, what are some of the things that they need? Because Mm -hmm. practical gifts are going to be the ones that they're going to use every day. But then, I mean, fun things are also really nice too, so. Right. Like, I didn't have the absolutely gorgeous um, watercolor painted uh, deviled egg tray that Mandy got me for my wedding on the on my wedding registry. Didn't even think that was a thing. And it's so beautiful. I can't wait to use it, like, for mm-hmm. next Easter or next event, you know. I wouldn't have even thought to buy that for myself. So that is something, you know, that's unique and I will never forget, so. Yeah. Yeah. I found that at Coast Magpie and you can even chill it before you put the eggs on it. Perfect. So great. It's so beautiful. I was like, I'm going to find, I went to downtown Ocean Springs with the mission of finding a Katie and Brady gift and I (laughs) succeeded that day. I'd say so. (laughs) But you also know them well enough to kind of know, like Mm -hmm. they've been living, they'd been living together. They had a lot of those things, you know, so a lot of the dumpster dive, they have a lot of gadgets. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. My mom actually, something that she does um, is she always goes to, she likes to go to Shearwater Pottery, which is a a local pottery place and pick out a piece Mm -hmm. of pottery for a lot of the couples when she goes to weddings. She either does that or she gives money or something like that. It just depends. But I think something local like Mandy did or like my mom did is also really special. I love the two pieces she got me for our wedding and I use them all the time and it reminds me of home and Mm -hmm. and everything like that. So I went off registry for your gift too, actually, Leah. Mm -hmm. You did. You did. Yeah. For your (laughs) wedding gift as well. I think I gave you like vintage Pyrex or Anchor. It's a vintage Pyrex dish and I absolutely love it. I use it. Actually, I used it the other day. I think that when you create a registry too, 
for the brides out there, I think that one of the things that is really, really important is diversity in your registry, giving yeah. a, a wide range of prices. Register for a lot of things so that people are more likely to get something off of your registry because they have a lot of choices too. They feel like they can get you something because there's a lot to choose from. And then also register, don't just register for like the big box places like Amazon and Bed Bath & Beyond. Register at like some of the local local stores. Like I, I registered at, I think Hillier house and, and I don't know if I did poppies. I think I just did one, but, mm -hmm. um, register at like some local places too. Cause, um, those are some of the things you'll really treasure, I think. So. And also you can register for things like if you have an interest in camping, you can register for a new tent for you and your spouse that like, you don't have to like the China, the kitchen the stuff blender the yeah yeah um <laughs> <laughs> it could be like uh, your favorite hobbies or you know those kinds of things that's really smart mandy Are honeymoon some... funds really popular now mm -hmm. too which i'm glad <laughs> i will yeah. gladly put 50 bucks in your honey honeymoon fund and bring you a bottle of wine <laughs> exactly. right exactly modern registries have really gotten away from like those uh china patterns and all of that kind of stuff you know i like the the way that registries have started to go so speaking of the full etiquette of all of this, so we've talked about amazing gifts, ideas, and uh, different ways to like buy for the people you know, where do you put the registry information? Not in your invitation. Uh-huh. It is so tacky. It is so how do you do so it? Tacky. Because, okay, so here's, here's the point of view. If you're putting, this is my registry on your wedding invitation, what you you're doing expect is a saying, gift. exactly. I expect a gift. That's what it says. So where do you, it should go. It can go in your shower invitations. Mm -hmm. It can be put on your wedding website and on your social media, especially yeah. in this day go. and age. Yeah. I think a wedding website has become one of the most useful things, um, mm -hmm. at least for me. And the the reason it can go on a shower invitation, right, Mandy, is because that usually doesn't come from the bride and the groom that comes from whoever's throwing the shower. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What are some other etiquette things that guests should abide by. Um, Respect the couple's wishes. I briefly entertain not having kids at our wedding yeah. and I end up not deciding against it, but people got real like offended by this. And I'm like, why should you be offended when we're the one paying for this event and the event is to celebrate us? So if we choose yeah. to do it a certain way, why, why does that give you the right to, you know, <laughs> Right. Be mad. And we some historic homes. So there were not, you know, there were a lot of sharp corners. It wasn't like we hate kids. There was a lot of breakable things around. It's an adult venue. And, and thinking about that beforehand, you know, uh, drop the kids off at the babysitters or whatever. And, and just respecting the couple's wishes is, it's like a small thing you can do. Also, don't wear white to the wedding. Yeah, that's a real faux pas. Do not wear white to the wedding. You are being a bitch if you do it. <laughs> yep. That's a big middle finger to the bride and the bridal party. Yeah. Another one that's a common um, is dress code. Well, since we're talking about white, like if the yes. wedding is black tie, sorry, buck up. <laughs> wear the black tie. <laughs> wear the black tie. Wear the cocktail dress. Wear the long dress, whatever it is. If the wedding is cutoffs and flip flops, <laughs> be casual. <laughs> 
I also feel that like if you're the photographer or or the caterer or anything like that, that you should also kind of semi respect that as well. You know what I mean? Like, does the does the photographer need to be running around in six inch stilettos? No, no, she doesn't. But she should look prof- she or he should look professional. Oh Otherwise, yeah, they should be blending out. in. Like yeah. they should be wearing like black or whatever, you yeah. know, dark colors to blend in or blend in. modest, mm-hmm. modest dress. We had an issue. My husband's oldest uncle who lives outside Hattiesburg came to our wedding with a, with his camera because he mm-hmm. just has a, it's a hobby thing for him. And one of our photographers basically had to push him out the way. <laughs> <laughs> so some most likely at the wedding, there will be, uh, and if not, like we didn't have uh, photographers that we paid for. Our friends did take pictures for us, but you know, it, it, it was like one of those low key things. But uh, if someone is paying a professional to take those pictures, please stay out of their way. That is what they are there for. And they are paid to get the shots. So... <laughs> Or I've heard so many horror stories about photographers missing the first kiss shot because somebody stood up and got right in their way in the aisle of the church to take their picture. You know, as a guest, this is not your day. And that's something that you have to remember. You're there to support them. Your picture has not been paid for. Now, if you can sit in your seat or get completely, if you're aware and you love taking pictures, get out of the way kind of thing, then do that. You know what I mean? But um, just be very aware of the photographers and try not to get in their way and make sure that they're able to get the shot. Don't stand up. You know what I mean? Um, everybody likes shoving their phone up in people's mm. faces. It's, it's also polite for other guests to yeah. not have your phone out in other people's way either. You know what I mean? Yeah. The photographer has a long, hard day ahead of them. Uh, <laughs> make it easier for them. <laughs> We also had to tell my father-in-law, do not touch the chairs because we paid a $1.50 per chair for it to be moved in and out. <laughs> oh, speaking of, speaking of that, though, going back to the, um, the no kids at the wedding, right? Sometimes there's a head count at your wedding. Sometimes you won't account for all the kiddos that will be brought with the, you know, with your guests. So, so that's something to think about. Okay. What's next? Let's move on then, I guess, to etiquette for the brides or the couple themselves, Mm -hmm. for the wedding planners and the people involved in the wedding. Mandy, what is, I know you've got one. What is your number one pet peeve? Oh, having the registry information and the invitation is one, is like the big Mm -hmm. one. It's numero uno for sure for me because it just is the worst slap to guest. (laughs) Yes. It's just very tacky. (laughs) Yeah. I think that my... My number one pet peeve is thank you notes. Oh yeah, that one's bad too. That one. Oh my god. And that one gets me yeah. riled up too. I'm not one of those people that's gonna be like, oh, you need to write thank you notes for every single gift you get. But usually, when you are at a baby shower or or even a bridal shower or giving like a birthday gift or something like that, you're there and you personally open the gift in front of that person and you can thank them then. I did write thank you notes for all of my wedding shower gifts, but I feel like for a wedding, you don't open those gifts in front of the guests, right? You generally open them the next day or you're opening them at your house when they're mailed to you. And so writing a thank you note is, it's important to to show that you got the gift and that you appreciate it. And it's really important to handwrite them, first of all, and personalize them and just let the the couple know that you did get the gift because otherwise they might not even know you got it. Right. What is it? The simple format of a thank you note is saying thank you, first of all, 
then what was the gift that these people gave you, these lovely humans thought of you to get, then you say what you're going to use it for or what you're excited to use it for in the future. Ta-da! And then you say (laughs) Then you say thank you again. Round it all out. It's easy. (laughs) Super, super easy format. My husband helped me write our thank you notes and he always- DJ, he's so good at it. (laughs) He always likes to put a joke in the what we're going to use it for or like the personalized part. You know, and it's a simple format and, and that one line is all you essentially have to personalize, right? Right. So yeah, I mean, it's three sentences and three or four sentences and, and it's good to go. It doesn't take that much time. I mean, think about how much time that person thought in choosing you the gift for you, wrapping it or mailing it. And yeah, yeah. It's just- uh, yeah. And I really think you should do it for all your gifts. Yeah. I really think you should do them for, for all your gifts for sure. But yeah, it is like, yeah, it's very disheartening if you don't like see the thank you note or you get like a really impersonal one like eight months later yeah Yeah. I agree I agree and it's like something that they typed out for everyone (laughs) I've definitely gotten some not handwritten ones before and I'm like okay at least they at least they thought to send one but um it was very generic and yeah that's the word generic very generic and I'm like didn't feel personal it didn't have the actual gift even in there. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know. Are you sure you got it? <laughs> like, do you know, do you even know what I got? Oh, that's yeah. another thing. Make sure, this is just a little quick tip. And Mandy was very good about doing this for me. Make sure you have somebody write down what each gift is and who it's from. It's always good to have somebody write it down um, for you because that that's going to be useful later. You're not going to remember things. Mm-mm. Cards might get lost, you know, just go ahead and write it down right there. Make a special place for cards on your table, on your gift table, so they don't get lost. Make a yes. box or we used a birdcage. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I can't remember. I think we may have used a tray or uh, a little like treasure box or something mm-hmm. too. So. Think- so Estelle gave me a good one. I was <gasps> telling Estelle about our, our episode and Estelle told me to make sure that you give any specific like information to guests on the invitation. She talked about how she went to a wedding in like Kansas or Missouri or somewhere, drove all the way and the directions were bunk. And oh, this was no. free Siri giving you directions on your phone. This was MapQuest printed map days. Yeah, it was it was a hot mess. <laughs> Double then- check those directions. And then also t- maybe parking would be a good idea. Like, mm-hmm. you know, depending on where the venue is, of course, like what kind of parking situation is going on. <laughs> You know, if it's going to be a lengthy ceremony, like I had a full Catholic mass at my ceremony. So I put on my wedding website, like, hey, it's going to be a long wedding. Just FYI, it's going to be about an hour long. And then we're going to the, re- the reception after, you know, and then I think it's important to put like, if you're going to have heavy hors d'oeuvres or if it's just going to be light appetizers or just cake. People need to know, do I need to eat before I go? Or are these people going right. to feed me? Whether yeah, you will or will not have alcohol is also kind of a, a good one to put. Oh, or if wow. it's outdoors. If it's outdoors too, that's a big one, I think too. Because a lot or of Or even are, rainy day plans. That is one of the most useful things about a wedding website is you can put all that information on there for your guests. All of it. And they're so easy to do. And it was just, you just include that on a little insert piece of paper insert in your invitation. Also, if you have people coming from out of town, it's a good idea to either reserve rooms or give recommendations for hotels they can book and be mindful of events like cruising the coast is not a good week to get married. 
all the hotels are going to be booked. Exactly. And also, if you're getting married in the South, you might want to check that football schedule if you have a bunch of people in your, um, if you have a lot of family members, they might not show up. They might not show up. <laughs> Big Daddy um, might be real upset. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So in the South, we have all of these like class, these traditions that we follow. And, and I feel like um, along with our traditions, we have a whole set of wedding traditions that we, uh, that we also follow and uh, celebrate. So let's talk about some of those. There's one thing. So buffets in the South are much more popular than sit down dinners. Like that's the generally the go-to unless you go to a, a super, super hoity-toity wedding. You know, I've even seen yeah. lots of potlucks and, and things like that too. A few years ago, I went to an amazing Vietnamese wedding with a dragon dance and sit down with a lazy Susan in the middle like a dim sum restaurant. That is freaking And awesome. that was, I was so excited to be invited to this oh, I'm so jealous. It that was sounds amazing. amazing. That's so cool. I love that. It was I love an amazing that. wedding. Mm-hmm. I actually went to a, a, a very hoity-toity wedding uh, in the past, like a uh, few years uh, for Shannon and Zach. And oh, they yeah. did, they had like the menu and they even had like really? a whole, a whole classy planned. Girl. Oh yeah. Very classy. They had like a whole planned like dessert and everything. Oh my gosh. It was fabulous. Fabulous. Oh, that is so yeah. gorgeous. I love that. I love, now I love weddings like that. I love super hoity-toity weddings. And I also yeah. love those potlucks, you know? <laughs> Same. Me too. Me too. Same. No judgments. Just, yeah, those, I think that's so cool though. Um, Cause we don't, there's just not that many of them in the South ultimately, you know, that, right. okay. what about like traditional wedding food? What are some of those like lit, just little things that you know are probably going to be at almost every little wedding in the South, like the wedding meatballs, right? Those are always mm-hmm. a big one. Yeah. Um, wedding and- meatballs, um, carving station. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, even though we don't have sit down, they'll usually have a carving station. Yeah. Um, my big thing's the cake. I want mm-hmm. that cake to be good. Oh, Same. it better be good. It better not be It dry. better be good. I get real, I get real all about like the cake. <laughs> the oh, cake yeah. is the star. That is a big one. I agree. And, and is, is like groom's cake, like a, a Southern tradition too? I feel like it kind of is. In some it is. Ways. I yeah. think the crazy, the crazier ones are especially Southern. Yeah. Like the one where it looks yeah. like a golf course or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the oh, like the movie Still Magnolias with the yes. possum cake. <gasps> yes, yeah. I was going to say. It's classic. It's red on the inside. It was red velvet. <laughs> so. For any of y'all outside of the South, a groom's cake is traditionally like going to be some kind of a chocolate cake or a smaller cake. It's usually catered towards the groom's tastes. And if he's a football fan, it'll be decorated like with his favorite team or whatever. And it's generally a a different cake from the wedding cake. It's smaller and just gives your guests, guests an alternative option. And it also helps the groom be able to express his personality in the wedding. (laughs) What did what did you have, uh, Leah? You had was it tater nut or something? We had so we had a chocolate cake and it was decorated with um, chocolate cigars, and nice. then um, because my husband likes cigars, and then we also did a tower of donut holes from Tato Nut, which is a oh. local Tato a donut shop that I think we've talked about on here before. Actually, Ed's wedding cake was chocolate too. He did not give a crap. So he let my mom handle it. And my mom went and got a cake from Boomtown Bakery, a chocolate cake from Boomtown Bakery, and then got a log and like put moss around the log. And that was that. It was just all cute and classy. It was very classy. Susie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Susie, Susie, if 
you want to have something fancy. She's amazing. <laughs> give her like a box of junk and she'll turn it into something amazing. <laughs> she made the sweetest wedding favors for your wedding too, the cookies. Mm-hmm. Oh my yep. gosh. Uh, and for your wedding, for your wedding uh, shower, one of your showers, Leah, she made the centerpieces and there were mm-hmm. these like very uh, Lily Pulitzer like esque uh, flamingos. Uh, they were just so beautiful. Oh my gosh. So crafty. So yeah, she my really mom made centerpiece, centerpieces and favors for my wedding as well. Mm-hmm. So I had, yeah. I had a, I had a trick in my back pocket. Basically, <laughs> yeah. You were like, mom, uh, can you help with some decorations? And she's like, she did, she did y'all's yeah. bouquets too. She did the mm-hmm. bridesmaids bouquets as well. She and the flower basket, which is a family owned, a Florence family owned business. Yeah. Did the bouquet, did my yes. bouquet. So I have to it put a plug in for too. them. My great aunt Mary owned it. And then now, um, one of my dad's first cousins owns it. It's nice. kind of fun. And that's the flower basket florist in Biloxi, right? Mm-hmm. West yeah. Howard. It's connected to jacked up coffee and Southern bound books now. They got neighbors. And let's be clear, this was not the the florists that messed up the bouquets for Correct. they did not mess it up. I didn't even have a bouquet. I didn't even have flowers. <laughs> okay, so so digressing, I guess, back to cake. There are these things called cake pools. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that is a really fun um New Orleans tradition. Um I had a I kind of stole the idea because I had a friend of mine that did it um at her New Orleans wedding. But basically, it's these little tiny charms that have a ribbon on them, and you give them to your, the whoever makes your cake, and um, when they set it up, they stick the little charms underneath the bottom of the cake, and with the ribbon sticking out. And it's usually kind of towards the back or something like that. And each charm has a little different meaning, so like, um, and it's kind of like a little wish. So all the single ladies, after you've cut the cake, and but before, after you do the, the like, bride and groom's little cake thing you have all of the single ladies come over and each of them pulls a charm and it tells like one of them will be a ring like that one's gonna get married in the next year or you're gonna have a really fun vacation or something like that and it was just it's just a really cute thing and I enjoyed the one that I got so much um that I was like oh I kind of want to do this because I had I so we still had a bunch of, of single lady friends at the time and I was like oh this will be great it'll be so much fun and I think they all enjoyed it too I got some really cute pictures of all of them doing that so it was fun it also is like a little event like a little um you know something to do at the wedding too mm-hmm. that may- gets people involved which is which is yeah. quite lovely well, and on top of that, since I had a small wedding party, it was just the two of you, I, I wanted something that would involve the rest of my friends right. um, so that it made, you know, it made them feel like I thought about them too. And I think Katie, like, it, it's not just for, it's not for just single ladies. It's for unmarried right. ladies, I think is the general thing. Like, that's really cute. And I think I just got the little charms off of Etsy. I found some really cute ones. And you probably could even get them at Michael's and places yeah. like that now. Oh, yeah. And I just assigned, uh, my own meanings to a lot of them and then just kind of stuck them in there and had like a little sheet that says what each of them means and everything like that so I pulled I remember pulling the little cupcake and it was like for a sweet future or something like that and I yeah I still have it it's so precious yeah it's a good memory too it's a little keepsake did your friend have a second line she did actually okay so yes so second lines are um Uh, They're traditionally originally from funerals, but a lot of people have been incorporating them into their, their weddings as well, at least, but it's, you play a song, it's kind of, everybody, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually like some kind of jazz, like Mardi Gras kind of theme song and it's a celebration and everybody usually have a tissue or something and you like wave it around in the air and you like all get in a line and you follow the bride and groom around for funerals it's like you march down the street it's it's just a way to celebrate it's a way to celebrate life essentially you know in new orleans they you know give any reason to celebrate (laughs) any reason to throw Mm -hmm. a parade and i feel like that is such a cool thing to carry on through you know other Mm -hmm. traditions and it is it is a celebration of life at a funeral you know it's not it's not always a sad you know experience it's partly sad but as well as you know experiencing or celebrating the life that that person lived so same thing with weddings you could do the same the new life that these two uh that the couple will have you know so thank you, Mandy and Leah. I feel like I learned a lot about Southern wedding traditions and etiquette. <laughs> and um, I, I hope that someone else out there listening has learned something too. And uh, thank you notes never go out of style if there is something that you take from this episode. <laughs> All right, we will catch y'all later. I think I'm going to interject and end this episode with one of my favorite quotes from Shit Southern Women Say. Can you believe that bitch didn't write a thank you note? For more stories and all things Southern, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Don't Tell Momo. We would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music. Thank you to all of our Momos who have inspired us along the way. And thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site. 